Hello and welcome to another Perusia podcast. I'm Shabarish, your host, uh, recording here in Perth, Western Australia, and I have all the way from California uh, the host of Catholicanzas Live, uh, Cy Kellett, and the author of this book, Teacher of Strange Things. Um, he's here on a speaking tour with Evangelization Australia. Uh, Michael Chong and his team are doing amazing work here, and it's his second time, I second believe, time to Australia, uh, in yes. Australia. So, uh, welcome, Cy. Good to see Thank you. Thank you, Charbel. Yeah, Thanks, thanks very much. Now you're normally the guy who does the interviews. You're normally the, you interviewed me actually in yeah, San Diego. I remember right. that? Um, that was fun last year. And but you're you're the host of Catholic Answers Live, and that's right. been how long have you been at Catholic Answers for now? It'll be seven years in uh, January, so just a wow. few months short of seven wow. years. Okay. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's it's Monday to Friday, two hours a day. Right. Live. Live radio. And it's it's all over the world now. It is all over um, the world now. Yeah, it's amazing. It's wow. amazing. Like even here in the last few days, uh, I've met people who have been listening for years yeah. here in, wow. in Perth, Australia. So other side of the world from us. <laughs> and uh, I wonder because in Australia, depending on, on the time zone, whether it's daylight savings or not, many Australians will try and get on live and then oh, yeah. even ask questions uh, well, we on get the show. A good number of calls, yeah. Uh, you know, it probably averages out to once every 10 days or two yeah. weeks, somebody wow. from Australia will call. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and are you getting um, other countries as well uh, that call in? Very much so, okay. yeah. We get a good number. I noticed that, I don't know why, but Sweden and Switzerland, mm. we get the most calls in Europe, but we'll get calls from Europe, from the UK as well. Um, we get calls from Uganda, Nigeria, South wow. Africa, and Africa. Wow. Um, which I'm always impressed with. Uh, we get calls from the Philippines, of course, from Korea, uh, we have, have we've gotten calls from China, like Shanghai, but that's very unusual. Okay. Actually, I don't know if those might have been, you know, we got those calls via the we have the Facebook going. Oh uh, yes. The show. So I, I don't remember actually if those were calls, but then wow. from Australia, from New Zealand, Fantastic. yeah. Now the way people can uh, tune into Catholic Answers Live is multiple platforms. So any um, so YouTube is was one way sure. for around the world. Uh, Facebook Live at the same time. Right. In America, you've got the radio network. All over the place, yeah. How, and then how many stations are we talking about? Probably 360, 370, something wow, like that. that's amazing. And then the satellite radio. So, okay, so is that in the US, radio? we have the uh, digital satellite radio, okay, yeah. And okay. I think that's Canada and I'm not sure where else, but... Then yeah. Is there an app as well? Um, yeah, we have the Catholic Answers app. Does that play live, the Catholic Answers Live? Is right. that post? It, it is live. It plays live, and wow. so that that's true. Like, we'll get... People who just download the app all over the world, and okay. then they just play it live, or or it stores it too, yes. so you can play it whenever you want. So yes, if you do miss the live part, it's always up. Yeah, on, it's always on the it's always there. Yeah, fantastic. Unless um, we mess up really bad, yeah. <laughs> and then it accidentally disappears. <laughs> <laughs> but it must be so amazing, just from your. Let's. Uh, I'd love to give people an insight of you from your perspective, the amount of guests you've had on the show, the amount of questions you've heard. Oh, yeah. I, I imagine that would form you in a, in a particular way as well. I mean, the experience you have as yeah. the host uh, and the amount of different variety. I mean, can you, I mean, how, are we talking about questions on all sorts of topics? Uh, Stuff you would never yeah. think of. I mean, one of the amazing things is things that people will see in scripture that, you know, I've never seen, I've never even seen anyone ask and they'll ask a question, you know? <laughs> um, or they, they something that happens in the mass where, like, um, what's the thing where we say, um, I think it's in the creed, rose again, he rose again, and they'll yes. go, well, when was the first time he rose? And you go, well, 
no, he was alive, and then he died, and then he rose again. Yes. Like, but they go, no, that means he rose twice. And you're so you're always oh. getting questions where you're like, okay, I just didn't even hear it that <laughs> way, like the way that you heard it. it. <laughs> yeah. So the, a, a lot of stuff like that, and I do. Feel, I feel like I've gotten an amazing education. I know so much more about the faith than I did seven years ago yeah. coming there. Yeah, I, I, want, I imagine so because. If you think about it, many people who, even theologians, who probably study their field, sure, go to hear the lectures, but not many people get to test that out, no. like you and your guests, um, just to hear the amount of variety of. T and tell me, in seven years, have has there been an apologist that's been stumped? Has, has there been questions where they're like, "Oh, I don't oh, yeah. know the answer to that"? Yeah, and usually that has to. I mean, sometimes they're stumped. I have seen people just like. Lose, you know, just it's out of, it goes okay. out of their head, and they go, "I know, I know this, but I I've forgotten it." And so that's just a human thing. Yes. But usually, where people are stumped is, you know, very specific questions about things that are a little bit obscure. I mean, it's two thousand years of church history, yes. history you know. So yes. they'll be like, "I was reading in Saint Gregory Nazianzus," and then they'll say a lot, and you go, you go, "All right, I, I don't know." <laughs> You'll hear the apologist go, I, "I'm just not familiar with that. I haven't heard yeah. that, you know." So I don't know what Saint Gregory. Even when they'll usually say, "You know, leave us your." email and I'll read that and okay. research it and get back to you on what St. Gregory meant by that or something like that. But it's usually something like that, very specific. Yes. Although I have to say, bishops don't really like doing uh, the live show. Interesting. If they're, because, you know, they, I think they, they like to have a little time to reflect on it and it's instant, yeah. you know, so they're not used no, to doing right. it. And I've seen theologians who are quite good theologians say, you know, let's just stay in my area. I don't want to try to do this, you know, what Tim Staples or yes. Jimmy Aiken does. And so, we, you know, we stay in their area, you know. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I mean, I do notice sometimes those who are in the studio might have a laptop there and then yeah. do they have an opportunity if they're on the spot quickly pulling up a sure. reference or a guide? Right. They like, can do that like well, Tim, I've noticed, uh, always has the Bible open. Okay. Uh, he always has the catechism available. Um, but Tim and Jimmy, I would say, do the least of that. But yeah, we sometimes, for example, a call will come in and it, it's something that, uh, you know, the apologist might not remember the passage of the Bible or the where that is in the catechism or where that is in this particular document of the church. And so at the break, sometimes I don't talk to them in the break because they're like, let me just look this up because I want to make sure I got this right, that kind of thing. Okay, you know? okay. Um, Fascinating. I wanted to, yeah, always, because you got your two hours every day, day, I mean, Monday to Friday. That, I mean, do you, does it get, um, I don't know, does it, does it, uh, is it always exciting or is it, does it get a bit? Uh, it's funny, sorry, especially I mean, with Jimmy, I, I've noticed that the two of us will kind of evaluate the show okay. about an hour in and go, okay, it's, it's this, nobody has had an interesting question. They've been questions that we need to answer, but nothing that really like, Made okay. That's that's. But and then there's other days where every single question you're like, that's wow. a really good one. Yes, you know yes. that's a really. So there's some. There are. I mean, of course, Charbel. Like, where is purgatory in the Bible? Yep. Uh, okay, that? it's <laughs> new to the person asking it, yes. but it's not new to us. We've heard okay. that a million times. You know, uh, questions about Mary. Uh, well, it says in the Bible Jesus has brothers. So why do you say Mary was? A perpetual virgin, you know, yeah, like, okay. okay, we've heard, th these are things that they come around, they come around, they come around, but then somebody will come up with something where you go, oh, well, that's actually really interesting, you know, okay. what your difficulty is or what your, what your, uh, where that question is coming from.
Interesting. So we do have days where we go, that eh, wasn't <laughs> exactly it. So purgatory, uh, would that be up there with one of the most popular questions then? Uh, purgatory gonna, is the most popular it question. It is, definitely. Okay, yeah, interesting. They, somebody, I don't know who did the research, but somebody like looked up uh, the inquiries that come in and to see what our most, like, I don't know, seven or eight most popular in purgatory. Wow, talk. wow, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, love, uh, I love the fact that uh, even if you miss the live show, you can go to the website and you have article after article about any topic. Yeah. So catholic.com, you, you just sort of type in a question right. yeah. and, and all these articles come up, including some of the shows. But, but uh, yeah, that's an amazing resource. It is an amazing resource. And the search engine is good. Uh, so it's, if you type in, what, what did I type in the other day? I, I can't remember, but oh, uh, redemptive suffering. I was okay. doing a talk on redemptive suffering. I just wanted to, let's review what Catholic Answers has said about this before yes. I go out and say th anything. And I just put in redemptive suffering and like six articles came up on, you know, and then a couple of shows where somebody answered it live. So it's, uh, it's an amazing database. Yeah. I mean, it's an amazing thing because it's 25 years of the live program. It's like 40 years of writing. Now, some of that writing was in formats that, that you just gotta look, okay, well that's yeah. old, we can't. But I mean, decades certainly of writing yes. where people answered questions and then they just all go in the database. So it's fantastic. tens of thousands of questions answered, wow. you know? Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, before I do want to touch on your book. Before I do, just quickly about yourself, Sai. Uh, okay. Are you a cradle Catholic yourself? Yes, I was, a I was a Catholic in my cradle. In the yes, <laughs> a holy one <laughs> too. I was a very baby. holy yeah. <laughs> little, little baby in my cradle, yes. And um, were you always practicing your faith? growing up through life? You know, Charbel, I would say in some way, I was always practicing in that, uh, I always knew that who Jesus was, but my pra the practice of my faith was, was extremely lax mm -hmm. in my middle 20s. Okay. Extremely lax. That's unusual for people. No. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. You had to fall into a life of sin in your 20s. Yeah. Who does that? <laughs> so what, what did you, is there a point where you can come back and say, oh, oh I need to take this serious again? Or when Jesus uh, yeah. becomes, you know, that moment of, yes, he's Lord of your life, but he's not Lord of your life unless he's actually Lord of your life. So, right. you know, uh, right. do you remember, was there a time when you, I guess, getting that spiritual maturity? Um, you know, I can remember it in stages. I remember somebody saying to me one day, it was just a conversation with a Catholic woman, and it, totally, you know how sometimes somebody just, a comment comes up that like hits you, they didn't even, and, and she said something about, you know, missing mass is a mortal sin, and, and then, you know, the conversation went on, but I reflected on it, like, I actually had forgotten that. You know, I hadn't, I yeah. hadn't thought about that in 10 years, you know, that missing, so, it was like a little jab, you know, a little Holy Spirit jab. Like, dude, what are you doing? Wow. Like, like get your act together. Uh, so I, I, I suppose there's a certain age at which you're more open to those promptings, uh, and then those promptings come. Um, and so probably, you know, by 30, I had, I was not just uh, convinced that Jesus was God, but actually can convinced that I needed to do what the church said. Yeah, well, know, okay. You know. Mar are you married? Um, I was married at about married. that age, about 30, okay. yeah. We okay. got married. Yeah, I think 31 we got married. Children? Three. Three. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Two of them are great. 
two of them are great. Yeah, the third. <laughs> they always, they always point to each other when I say that. Yeah, well, she's terrible or he's terrible, but yeah. And um, where did you grow up in in the states? Well, I was a Navy brat. My dad's a oh, Navy okay. doctor, so that okay. means, uh, you know, I got a sister born. Uh, where are where were they born? One in Virginia. They one in Norfolk. Yeah, one in Virginia. I can't remember where. The, I'm forgetting where the other one was born. I got. Two brothers born in Philadelphia, one sister born in San Diego. You know, we we're because wow, okay. every two years you're moving, and yes. my parents are solid Catholics. You yes. know, so I got brothers and sisters born all around the country. But as happens with a lot of U.S. Navy families, uh, we were stationed in San Diego. Okay. And then, so my mom was pretty much told my dad, "That's where we're going when you get out of the Navy." So after the Navy, I grew up in San Diego. Yeah, after which is where grade. Catholic answers. Is based. Yeah. San Diego. Yes, right. Uh, now, what were you doing before Catholic Answers? I was working for a radio company called Immaculate Heart Radio. It doesn't oh, exist yeah. anymore. Okay. I mean, it kind of exists, but it was really bought by the relevant radio network. Oh, yes. And so I was doing a one-hour radio program and working in fundraising. Um, and they were putting up with the fact that I'm a very poor fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> but they gave me a lot of opportunity on the air, and I'm... It couldn't be more grateful. What was the, so you were, you had shows on there. You were yeah. You were I did a to, show called The Bright Side, which was okay. like a, a a daily show. I, I think I started that to, by doing a. I started by doing fundraising on the air. Mm -hmm. They were pretty happy with that. I had the kind of um, journalism background from doing. I was the editor of the San Diego Diocesan newspaper for okay. about ten years. Okay, and so. Uh, then they let me do a weekend show, which, if I recall correctly, was not live. It was a recorded show. And then at some point, they let me do a, an hour of live radio. And then uh, Carrie Beck and Darren um, Delosier at Catholic Answers at some point heard me on that show, and they knew that I was in the San Diego area. So when Patrick Coffin would you know, go out to do a talk or something and they needed someone to fill in, they would call me okay. to come fill in, and I would come to the studio. And I was excited, too, because I wanted to get to know all the people at Catholic yes. Answers. And so I never, I had a home studio at the time, but I never used the home studio. I always came in. Okay. It's about a 40-minute drive from my house. All right. But I wasn't going to miss the opportunity to, like, have some face-to-face. -face. Yes. And then uh, I, I think Patrick shocked everyone by leaving yeah. Catholic Answers at one point. And, and then... I applied, and after they interviewed every other living person on Earth, yeah, they said, I all right, you. we'll settle after for you. After 8 billion people. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they did. They took a long time. They interviewed wow. a lot of people. Well, I have to say, I'm glad they picked you because well, you do a you great job. That. You're very easy to listen to. I appreciate uh, that. And, and, and you keep things um, positive and hope-filled and, uh, and bring it back to uh, our, our common lives today. So I love it. You know, yeah. Some of these answers sometimes can be very heady. Right. Yeah. Um, and you, you, you do a great job in, in sort of reconnecting, I guess, the, the, the question and the, and the person answering the question and then bringing in humor as well. So, yeah, yeah it's really, you. thank you for yeah. what you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the thing about being positive, I, from the first day I got there, the message from everybody was that that's what they hoped the, that I would, you know, continue to do and not bring in, um, you know, division or what mm. my boss calls disedification, you know, don't disedify people. Um, so 
that's been something that they have always encouraged and that they still like if I were to become kind of an angry personality on the air they'd sit me down and have a talk yeah they'd be like no that's not what we do here you know so it's very supportive atmosphere in that way and yeah, Chris Check was big on uh, joy, right? Yeah, that joy. Was big right, yeah. Was battle joy. joy. He loves battle to call joy. it battle joy. <laughs> you know, you're in the fight, but you got to have battle joy. Now, how, how long's Chris been there? Uh, Longer than I've been there. Okay. He, I, I, I think he was there four or five years before I got okay. there. I may okay. even ha- he may, it might even have been longer. But when did um, uh, yeah, when did he take the reins? He was, he was there before now that. Him. I think he took the reins about two years before. It must be nine or ten years yeah, that he's, okay. as, he's been the boss. As, yeah, okay. And so I never worked there. I knew uh, Carl Keating, and I yes. had spoken with him and interviewed him. But I never worked there with Carl. But by the time I got there, Carl had uh, retired, basically, from it. And okay. um, Or they were, it was very late in the transition. If he was okay. still trans, it was very late. I can't remember exactly. But... Um, Chris, Chris is amazing. He does an amazing yeah. job. Really yeah, good job. Amen. Yeah, I mean, you've got a great team. All of you guys do a great job. And I've been there a few times. And just the vibe, the atmosphere. Uh, yeah. Everyone loves the church, the faith. Uh, love being there of service and helping people. And yeah. that's that's what Catholic Answers does for our church today. It's just an important resource. It really is that way. And, you know, we all know Trent Horn's a problem. But <laughs> we get along with him. You know, even yeah, him. We Even but, Joe? What about Joe? Yeah. Joe Ashmeyer, that guy, that guy. Fortunately, he lives in a different state, so we don't have to deal. Yeah, no, I love those guys, and there's a, there is a kind of, I mean, it's a servant, it's a servant spirit among these. What I notice about them is, you know, like you think of the just the intelligence among those five apologists we have, but none of them is out to do anything except help people understand and accept the Catholic faith. They yes. don't have some intellectual project other than that that they're bringing yes, to it you yes. know so i really appreciate about that about them because they all could you know yes. they all could they could make their they could make tons of money being controversial or leading mm. people in other ways and they've entirely put these massive intellects in the service of mm. just explaining and defending the catholic yeah. faith loyal to the magisterium yeah they beautiful are. right now uh, you are an author of this book uh, a teacher right. Um, strange things. Now, yeah. it goes on. Who is who Jesus was, what he taught, and why people still follow him. Yeah. When did you write this? Oh, man. Come on, man. Oh, no. You didn't tell me I had to remember dates. Oh, okay. It must have well, been around. How long has it been out? must have been around COVID time. Okay. Uh, okay. Yep. It's been a few years that it's been out. Maybe, maybe it came out after the main COVID thing. Okay. But I know okay. I was writing it during all that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, what inspired you for this? Were you... Um, yeah, what a book like this, strange things. What do you mean by strange things? What are some examples? What are some of the things you you dive in here? Just a little. I could give you seven examples appetite. of strange things. All right, baptism, <laughs> confession, the Eucharist, confirmation, holy orders, and marriage. I hope Sacramento. I got them all. That's embarrassing. <laughs> in the job I'm in, if I didn't get them all. But yeah, that's essentially it. That, that Christ taught us a sacramental faith. I don't know if you said Eucharist then. Uh, Dude, oh, if I didn't say Eucharist, <laughs> I'm fired. I will, they will not let me back. Uh, what, you know, it's so funny because in the book, I name the 12 apostles at one point because it's a very yeah. basic introduction to Jesus. But it, okay. you can't do a Catholic introduction to Jesus and separate him from the fact that he's the founder of a church who taught sacraments, mm. you know? Mm. So that's why the strange, it's strange that he has this teaching of our salvation not 
from material things, but through material things. Yeah, water and bread and wine and and the and and blessings and and words and all these things that are part of the material world. Uh, he's chosen to make them the means of our salvation. Yes. So that's 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 strange and beautiful, you know. So but so I I didn't want to do an introduction to Jesus that was frankly over secularized or protestantized where oh he taught this and he taught no it's not just what he taught it's what he did it's who he yeah, touched it's how yes. he did that that that's instructive to us and it's stranger than just being a moral teacher it's much yeah. stranger than that it's inviting us into a world um for, for one thing where matter is good it's not bad it's mm. not a it's not a world of spirits you know that our spirit is saved by jesus no we're we'll be raised from the dead our, yeah, so he's got a plan for this material world of ours and it's a good plan yeah crazy. so um i, I guess that's it. what the strange things is it's a very interesting format you've got it in three parts in those three areas who he was and you got you've got uh you know 10 11 12 chapters in that section then you got part two what he taught and you've got 13 to 18 chapters, so what was that? One, two, three, four, five, six chapters there. And then the last section, why people still follow him. Yeah. So can we end on just maybe on that? Um, you got, what have we got there? Five chapters on that in part three. Why do people still follow him? Could well, yeah, I, the, I think people assume that people still follow Jesus because it's just, it's another religion and you, you know, whatever. And there is something to that. We tend towards the thing that our parents gave us or that, mm. or that our society is and all that. But wh what I just tried to do in that part is just break Peter's time with Jesus into four parts that match up with what the church taught at the Second Vatican Council about the, the Catholic life being a life of communion and mission. So I just divided it into meeting Jesus being converted to Jesus, entering into communion with Jesus, and going on a mission on behalf of Jesus, you know? And so that happens in the modern world. Yeah. People meet Jesus. I don't think we talk about that enough, that mm. there is a meeting that people have. And even someone who, like me, who is raised in the faith, you still have to meet the Lord at some yes. time. And that meeting changes everything. And so I do encourage people, if. And I will encourage you, if you have not met Jesus or you don't know for sure, have I met him? Talk to him about it. Tell him you want to meet him, that, awesome. that you'd like that meaning to be clearer. And he's very uh, generous in that. So uh, the fact that people still meet him and then, you know, try to imitate him, this process of conversion, and receive him in communion is all stuff that I don't think the world sees. I think the world sees all the other stuff about the church, but they don't see that inner mechanic of that meeting the Lord, becoming like the Lord, and entering into this life of love with him that we call communion, uh, in which he really calls us his friends, which is yes. shocking when you think that <laughs> God calls you, Charbel, his friend, yes. as great as you are. <laughs> So you're probably aware of this, but that's an unequal relationship. That's right. Yeah, very unequal. <laughs> but his, how dignifying it is that he calls us to be his friends. Yes. And that's what mission is, is, is. And that's why, you know, like he's pretty hard on his mother a lot of the times. It's because he respects her as her own dignified moral agent. And he knows she gets it, that this work is hard. And he called her into this work. He doesn't make it easy on her. Uh -huh. and, and that's kind of this, the, with us, too, that... 
at a certain point you might go, well, you know, why are you so hard on me, Lord? Well, he's in a certain way, that's a sign of respect for you that, that he's called you to a high calling and he's allowing you to carry the cross that you have just like he carried the cross that he had. Yeah. It's very, wow. very dignifying. Love that. I love that. He's real. Jesus oh, he, is real. Amen, he, brother. He is real. Those That's... who reach out to him, he will come. <laughs> yeah, right. And make himself real in your life. I, wow. I think people feel like they have to search and search and search. He's looking for you more than you're looking for him. Just wow. ask him. Make him welcome. You know, that thing in the book of Revelation about standing at the door of your heart and knocking. Well, why? He's God. What's he knocking for? Because he's very, very polite. Yes. He's waiting for you to open the door and invite him in. He's not coming in unless he's invited because that's the kind of manners that he has. Yeah, beautiful. Love it. Would you say this book is for any Catholic or any even non-Catholics? It's meant to be for anybody. anybody. Like you don't know anything about Jesus. Like, Shabbat, uh, we seriously get calls where people don't know, did Jesus live 500 years ago or 10,000 years? Like yeah, when, wow. when was okay. he? So I just tried to uh, like anchor him in time and space okay. and then just share who he was, what he taught. And, and Fantastic. then come forward in the future about why people still follow him. Yeah, praise God. Thank you for doing this. This is uh, well, thank you, excellent. I'm, uh, I highly recommend people should get it. Uh, it's, yes, available worldwide on Catholic.com, but also in Perusia Media, we're, we're pleased you to say. Print it down Those here. in Australia can get it. Uh, yeah. So Australia, New Zealand, um, uh, go to perusiamedia.com and grab this. Uh, so exciting. Um, next, uh, are you look, working on any other books in the future? Yeah, I'm working on a, a, a book with a, a, a wonderful man, Steve Dawson, okay. who founded, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called St. Paul Street Evangelization. Yes. They yes. go out into the street and, and talk yeah. to people about the Catholic faith. And so it's just a book about kind of what he's learned, okay. about how you talk to people about Jesus. And the book is going to be called, we think, How to Talk to Anybody About Jesus. Love so it. yeah, I'm looking forward to that book. Wow. So, and then we'll see what comes after that. That's a great, maybe it's a great thing to end on uh, today, but. Uh, that simple call for every Catholic, I mean, every, everyone who calls himself a follower of Christ, we're not just there to follow and keep it to ourselves. We are meant to go out and invite people to, to participate in what we, we're experiencing. Amen. And, and it doesn't have to be rocket science. It doesn't have to be complex. No. As simple as a simple invitation. Yeah. Or sharing what does Jesus mean to you? That's but it, what, what could you say? I you want sound to give like the Steve Dawson. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's what he says. He says, people say, well, I don't know what to say. And Steve says, you have a story. Tell mm. them your story, yeah. you know, and tell them what Jesus means to you. And, and, uh, and I think that that's exactly right. And I, I think that, you know, sometimes we get this call, Charbel, where people go, well, if the church says you can be saved outside the visible church, why are we going around and trying to get people inside the visible? Well, there's a million <laughs> answers to that, you know, and, yes. and important things like, well, maybe your chances are better inside yeah. the church, you know, like th those kind of things. But one of them is... If you've met Jesus and he's healed you mm -hmm. and he heals these deep wounds that we have and turns us into new creatures who can do things, forgive things, love and, and overcome sin in a way that we never could before, why do you want to come into yourself? Like, what, what do you think is... That's right. So I, I do think sometimes you, people, you have to ask when someone asks that question, is your experience of Jesus negative that you don't want to share it? Because maybe you need to talk to him about that and be like, I need a little yes. bit of that healing that everybody's yes. talking about. Because he's a healer, you know? He's a, he's a healer, he's an exorcist, he's a forgiver of sins. This is a really good person to yeah. know. <laughs> and we should stop holding him to yeah. ourselves. Amen, I love that. 
Yeah. If you love him, you want to get to know him. The more you get to know him, the more you love him. And, yeah. and you embrace everything, the wholeness, the fullness of Jesus. And that's yeah. where the church really is part of that whole full package. Amen. The fullness of Christianity is right. in the Catholic Church. Right. I love it. Yep. And he, and he, re he says he's going to give us uh, life in the full, and he does give us yes. life in the Amen. full. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Right, well, God bless you. I'm wishing oh, you all the best for the rest. You still got a couple more talks to go on this uh, tour in Australia. So I want to thank uh, yeah, Michael Chung and his team, uh, Evangelization Australia, doing great work. Uh, and we want to do m much more with them uh, moving forward. But I'd love to get you back to Australia one day. Oh, I anytime. Yeah. I mean, it's such an amazing country. And, uh, and there are so many people. Jesus has so many good friends here. Yes. You know, he really <laughs> does. Like, people can get down and say, you know, the church has its, all these problems. And all that is true. But the Lord still has good friends everywhere. Yeah. And it's really yeah. nice to visit him. Give us hope. Amen. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Peace, Sai. brother. God bless you. Thank All you. right. That's Cy Kellett, author of this book. Get, get a copy today. Uh, we'll have the links down below. And pray for Catholic Answers and visit the website, catholic.com. It, it is, I have to say it here, the best apologetics uh, apostolate in the world. Uh, so go there, check it out, and, uh, and subscribe to this podcast. You, on YouTube, you can uh, click the link, subscribe, click the bell and also on all the popular podcast platforms. So please share this among family and friends and let's introduce people to Jesus. That's another show. I'm Shabal Raish. Until next time, God bless. Mm -hmm.